As many of you know, trying a mixed drink such as an old-fashioned is one of my favorite tips for getting into whiskey. And so today we're going to talk about what might be the best old-fashioned recipe. We've got Chris from Bourbon of the Week on the show. But first, for those of you who are new here, my name is Chris and you are listening to the Whiskey Noobs podcast. And this episode is going to focus around what might be the best old-fashioned recipe based on a TikTok series that Chris from Bourbon of the Week did. So I decided to have him on and let him talk about what led him to do this series, his YouTube channel, his TikTok channel in general, what we look for in old fashions, what we enjoy about old fashions, and then of course a review of this old fashioned recipe that Chris did provide through his TikTok in that TikTok series that he did. This was the best one on that TikTok series that he did. In case you don't know, because some of you may or may not know, an old-fashioned is a cocktail that is made traditionally with whiskey. It can be made with rye or with bourbon, typically, and it involves the use of some sort of sugar, some sort of whiskey, and some sort of bitters, typically, sometimes with a garnish like a cherry or an orange. And so that sugar could be simple syrup, it could be maple syrup, it could be honey. There are all different kinds, which we do touch on in this interview. And then you have all different kinds of whiskeys you can add to it, all different kinds of bitters. There are Angostura bitters being the most common orange bitters cherry bitters in this we talk about black walnut bitters and many other different kinds of bitters that could be in an old-fashioned and so that is the traditional way to make it would be one form of that sweetness like sugar one form of bitters or more some form of whiskey and then it's typically made with ice. So without further ado, I will get to this interview where we speak with Chris about this recipe and about what he has going on on his channel so I hope you guys enjoy I've got Chris from Bourbon of the Week. Chris, I'm going to let you go ahead and just kind of introduce yourself, your YouTube channel, and while you do that, I'm going to build up the old-fashioned that we're going to talk about today. Perfect. So yeah, like you said, my name's Chris. I'm with Bourbon of the Week. Um, Started the YouTube channel about three years ago, kind of got into it during the pandemic. I feel like a lot of people started to either start something on the side or find some type of hobby to take part of. For me, that ended up being YouTube. It was more of a, I wanted to learn the editing side of things rather than the whiskey side of things, but I ended up falling in love with whiskey at the time. So at the same time of meeting my now wife, her stepfather was actually really into whiskey. And of course I had to impress him by knowing everything I could about whiskey. So going into family dinners and stuff like that, I talked to him. He had a table full of whiskey, full of bourbons that I could try, which was nice because as you know, in the bourbon world, it gets a little expensive if you got to buy all these bottles yourself. So I would go over there, drink his collection, figure out what I liked. And then, like I said, with COVID hitting and everything like that, I got to try and start up the YouTube channel. And it started out a little rough. If you go back and watch a few of the first few videos, some stretch screens and some bad editing, but we're getting to the point now where I'm starting to figure some things out and uh, really having fun with it. That's awesome. Yeah. You got some pretty good stuff going on over there between the the YouTube and the TikTok. Uh, you know, the long form content, a lot of the, the TikToker, TikTokers and things I talk to, you know, they don't have that long form content like you do on YouTube. Yeah, and the long be... form definitely is a little bit harder to work with, especially in this in this space. Absolutely. Absolutely. But it can be the most helpful for people who are just getting into it and don't really know what they're doing. I agree. Um, you with the podcast as well. I know I just listened to your your Weller special and everything like that. I just picked up the Weller 12 myself and listening to you talk about it and going through your observations on everything and either disagreeing or agreeing. And no matter which way you go, it doesn't really matter as long as you're getting that opinion of you know what somebody else really thinks about it. It, it really does help out. 
Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So I'm curious, and I'm not quite done building this cocktail, so I'll ask, what did you think of my Weller impressions? What are your thoughts on the Weller lineup? I think I have, I, so I've only, I haven't had the CYPB like you have, and I haven't had the single barrel. I've had the, I just got the Weller 12, the Special Reserve, the Antique 107, and the Foolproof. I think the Foolproof has the most to offer when it comes to flavor versus proof, I think I kind of agree with you on the 107 where does that proof really give you enough of the flavor? And then you really, I think, loved the special reserve a little bit more than me, but I couldn't really disagree with what you were saying because of the price on that. When you're talking about the price range on the special reserve in that $20, $25 range, I can't really knock special reserve for what it is. I did like the foolproof a lot better and the antique 107 better than the special reserve. But at the end of the day, like you said, at 24 bucks, you can't really go wrong. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Good to know. Yeah. That's my biggest thing. I couldn't believe how cheap special reserve was honestly, but it is kind of crazy. I wish it was a little bit more available where I am, but I know people in Ohio and Texas can pretty much find it whenever they're looking for it. So that's about the only benefit to Ohio right there is we get, exactly we get Weller. That's for sure. All right. I am going to stir this. It's 35 times. 35 times. That's what they tell me. The 36th will make it bad. Oh, is that right? Okay, I gotta be very careful. That's it. So this one, I know Buffalo Trace is one of your favorites as well, so thankfully that's what we've got working in this particular recipe. Yes, that's correct. I was super stoked to find out that your favorite of all of these old fashions was the the Buffalo Trace. So let's get into that a little bit. So you do the, the YouTube videos and you also do a TikTok, and this is where you first came across my For You page, actually, was your old-fashioned, everyday, find-the-best-one on TikTok. So go ahead and just kind of explain your um, what led you to want to do that and what was your experience with all of it. So basically, the old-fashioned recipe is the craziest thing that I've come across on TikTok because, and I think the best reason that it did well on TikTok is everybody and, and their mother has an old-fashioned recipe, right? And everybody who has an old-fashioned recipe thinks that their old-fashioned recipe is the best old-fashioned recipe there is, which is awesome because no matter what, if you enjoy it, then you're correct. It's the best old-fashioned recipe that there is, which kind of goes along with whiskey as well. Something you might love, I might not love, but neither of us are wrong. So I started out with making an old-fashioned recipe that I usually make and basically just said, hey, like if anybody has any other old-fashioned recipes, let me know in the comment section below. And it started blowing up because, again, that algorithm with TikTok loves when people interact and people interact when they think they have the best recipes. So they started posting and posting. I couldn't even keep up with, you know, everybody's recipes. And it got to the point where it was, I think this was day 15. I pushed it to day like 25 or 30 of trying all of these different recipes. And I, I couldn't drink an old fashioned at this point anymore. I was done with them. I was drinking so many, I bought so many different types of sugars, so many different types of whiskeys, so many different types of bitters just to try to make all of these different recipes. And it was a lot of fun. Again, I would have never found this particular recipe without that. And there are a lot of interesting recipes along the way that I never would have tried. Yeah, that's for sure. And I, I've gotten those questions before. I do Q&A episodes. And I've gotten questions about old fashions before, like, what sugar do I use? Uh, what type of bitters do I prefer the most to my old fashions? And it's like you said, there are just almost infinite combinations of the ways you can do this. Um, so that series really caught my eye because I thought that was such a great idea. And I, every once in a while, I'll sit down and enjoy an old fashioned, um, especially like if I'm doing something where I'm like treating myself. I, I treat an old fashioned almost like a dessert, you know? Absolutely. Um, I really like them with like a cigar or something like that. 
And so, um, when you did that series, I was like, this is sweet. I want to, I want to see what he comes up with. And so I thought I better have you on the show to talk about your favorite because old fashions are a great intro into the whiskey world. And a lot of what I do is, is helping to try to introduce people into the whiskey world. So I thought, have you come on and talk about it a little bit? Now I'm sipping this and it is delicious. The thing about this particular one, I'm I I love sweetness when it comes to either my straight up whiskeys or even my old fashions and everything like that. Um, I think the if we can talk about the recipe real quick, it's, Go it's got two ounces of Buffalo Trace in it, two dashes of Angostura bitters, which took me a very long time to actually pronounce. I just used to call them I don't know how to pronounce them bitters, and everybody <laughs> yeah. kind of understood what that meant. Finally, people put it in the comments and, and sounded it out for me. The one dash of black walnut bitters was interesting for me. This is, I believe, Fee Brothers, F-E-E Brothers. Black walnut bitters is the one that I used. I'm sure that they're very similar if you don't have that particular one. And then the interesting part, which I think adds a lot of sweetness, is that 0.25 ounces of 100% maple syrup. So using 100% maple syrup over like a regular maple syrup that you would use for pancakes or something, which obviously adds sugars and everything like that to it. So I think it balances it out so well for my particular palate that you get a lot of that sweetness while you're still getting some of that spiciness from the black walnut and from the buffalo trace. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's a great assessment of this because sometimes, especially if it's just like a sugar cube in Angostura, let's say, I get almost too much of the bitterness, too much of the spice. It doesn't give you the sweetness that I like. And you mentioned you like your sweet. I'm totally the same way. I like it to be almost like a dessert or like I said, like a treat. So if it's really feeling too spicy for me, then I I don't enjoy it quite as much. Um, And I think I'm getting, and I'll I'll talk closer to the end about my thoughts on this, this, because I really enjoy it so far. And I think the black walnut is really doing more for it than I expected it to giving it more of a different flavor than I would have anticipated. And I did get the actual fee brothers. I looked at the video. (laughs) Perfect. Yeah. That's again, I haven't had any of the other black walnuts, but I'm assuming most of them would be very similar, but the fee brothers came highly recommended. And yeah, I agree. It's just one of those things where once you combine all these flavors together that works and then people talk about things as much as down to the ice cubes, adding ice and how it can kind of develop over time. Once that melts down, then it's a little less sugary. It starts out sweet. Then maybe you start to pick up more of those bitters. But when you're talking about just one dash of that black walnut bitters, really giving it a different profile, it is kind of crazy what it can do just with that little amount. Yeah. I think that was kind of a like earth shattering moment for me with old fashioned specifically was I used to, before I was into whiskey or anything, of course I didn't have bitters. For Why would I have bitters? And I tried my first couple of old fashions without bitters because I hadn't bought any yet. And so they weren't really old fashions. It was more just like whiskey with something sweet, basically. And I remember thinking like, oh, this tastes kind of, it sweetens up the whiskey a little bit. I don't know. And then the first time I added bitters to it, I was like, oh, I get it now. Like this dash, this tiny little amount actually makes a pretty big difference. And as you get more into it, you can see that all the different kinds of bitters all give different profiles. Um, And it really, I think, is helpful for a newer whiskey drinker because it's more approachable. It's a little bit sweeter. And the bitters, being aromatic, typically help to accentuate what a person is doing when they're just reviewing neat whiskey. 
it accentuates those notes. It accentuates the smell of it. You're able to smell the sweetness a little bit easier. It's kind of like cheating a little bit, but it's more like training wheels is the way I look at it. Yeah, I think the the big problem today with a lot of whiskey newcomers coming into whiskey is they watch some of these reviews. And yours is a great example of how you can actually tone it down to the point that you're just trying different things and figuring out your palate versus going onto some of these channels and they're trying to tell you about these. Not that they're not picking out these different flavor profiles, but some of them are so far past the beginner stage that when you start to you start to almost get oh i don't get these flavors i'm doing it wrong or oh i'm not picking this out or oh i'm not where this guy is and he's 10 years into sipping whiskey so it really helps when you can start to get into something like an old-fashioned recipe where you can again start to get those real flavors from the whiskey while at the same time not overwhelming your palate Absolutely. And I think you you put that in a really good way because you mentioned how somebody's so advanced, especially if you drink whiskey long enough, you look past the burn, it's still there, but you don't even think about it anymore when you're drinking the whiskey. And so you watch somebody who's been drinking whiskey for 10 years and you think, oh, whiskey is going to taste really sweet if I taste it correctly. And you don't realize that it's still going to burn. And I think a well-made old-fashioned is what a a new whiskey drinker who hadn't really tasted whiskey and enjoyed it yet would expect a good whiskey to taste like. It has that sweetness that I think you anticipate based on watching all these people who are who are experienced actually drink it and talk about it. And like you said, and we mentioned before, there's so many different recipes where maybe if this isn't your particular flavor profile, if you don't love the sweetness, that can still bring you back to the original whiskey that you use in it. Maybe you realize you like spicy and you want to try a rye out versus, oh, I do really like this sweetness. And you talked about Weller having that sweeter profile because it's a weeded. So it can start to really gear you towards what you're going to enjoy in a neat whiskey or a straight whiskey or even a whiskey on the rocks outside of the old fashioned recipe. Yeah. Now, I am going to give my opinion on this old-fashioned here in a few, but first I'm wondering, so you mentioned the thing that got you into bourbon was your father-in-law, correct? He had bourbon? Correct. So prior to that, uh, what was your experience with bourbon? Were you... Did you ever really drink whiskey for enjoyment? Were you more of like a Bud Light guy? Like I specifically drank a lot of like Bud Light prior to getting into whiskey. Uh, what was your kind of experience there? I was your low end Jack Daniels, Jack and Ginger. Well, it was Jack and Coca-Cola. And then it was like, maybe I should cut out a little sugar. So I went to Jack and Ginger. Before that, it was actually Captain Morgan. I was kind of into rum, but not in the sense that I'm into whiskey now. Just I liked Captain Morgan or Admiral Nelson or whatever I was drinking. And a lot of mixed drinks, a lot of... Jack and Gingers or Jack and Cokes. And then again, Bud Lights, Miller Lights, Coors Lights, whatever was on $2 drafts that night at the bar. But other than that, before I met my now wife and her stepfather, it was just one of those things where I drank what I was drinking and I was younger. So I wasn't trying to spend a lot of money on it. And now looking back on it, I wish I still wasn't spending this much money on it. But here we are with a $125 bottle or 120 bottle collection. And I'm sure you can see, you know yourself how quickly it can add up once you start buying full bottles. Yeah, I absolutely do. And you do have a pretty impressive collection. So for everybody listening, as I failed to mention when we talked about the recipe, you can find the recipe on Chris's TikTok, which is at bourbon of the week, no spaces, right? Correct. Yeah, you so you can find that TikTok. It's currently your pinned video for this old fashioned that I'm drinking. Check them out on uh, TikTok and on YouTube, and we'll talk about uh, where we can find you at the end of the episode. I'll put it in the show notes as well. Um, but 
pretty impressive whiskey collection, and I believe it is now going to be set up differently, if I'm not mistaken. So we just got, I'm, me and my wife just bought a new house. We have a baby girl now, 10 months old, so we had to get out of the townhouse and get a little bit more room and moved into the basement. The old basement used to have a bar set up in it, which was beautiful. It had the shelves built into the wall, so I didn't have to do anything. Moved into the new basement, finished as well, but don't have the bar set up yet. So started out with just kind of a desk and, and throw some shelves behind me. And now I moved into nicer shelves while me and my brother-in-law go and start our project on building the bar. Awesome. Yeah. So you are going to want to check that out if you're listening to this podcast. Once that comes out, that's going to be pretty cool. I'm excited for you. I'm really hoping to get a bar built in my own home. Um, so that that's pretty exciting. It'll be really cool to see. So about this old fashioned, I am very impressed, actually more impressed by it than I thought I was going to be. And maybe it's because I love Buffalo Trace. I don't know. <laughs> but some old fashions, like I mentioned, I get the spice and I don't get as much of the sweetness as I would like. And I think this has a great balance of it. In the beginning, I'm getting, it's it's very sweet forward, which I like because it makes it approachable. Agreed. So I'm getting that sweetness from the syrup. I'm getting that little bit of Angostura and maybe just a, a touch of that nuttiness. And it fades into the bitterness and the spiciness that you expect with a lot of old fashions. The um, Buffalo Trace has good bakery sweet notes that go good with that syrup, but also has a little bit of that rye spiciness to it that I think helps break it up and not just bog you down and make you think you're drinking pure maple syrup. And then right at the end, that walnut impresses me. It actually hangs around a little while on your palate and makes you excited for the next sip because you got all this walnut. Then you go back and it's like you're back to the syrup and then you go back through it all over again. Um, This is probably going to be a new staple for me. I like to add a little bit of garnish, so maybe I'll figure out some cocktail cherries or something. But uh, cherries is always a good option. And again, that's the best part. You can kind of cherry if there's an orange that you want to throw in there, express an orange peel over the top, whatever you really want to do with it. I know people smoke their old fashions as well. If you want to add a little bit more of that oaky, smoky flavor to it, you can. But I think, again, it's one of my favorite as of right now. Absolutely. And I I think I might have to try smoking this because I'm wondering how that smoky flavor and the walnut flavor are going to interact. I think that could be really enjoyable. Probably, I agree. The, the crazy part that I found going through this whole TikTok trend was the different sugars and then turning all of those sugars into simple syrup. So the nice thing about simple syrup with old fashions is it's basically take your favorite sugar, add one to one, whether it's sugar to water or even two to one if you want it extra sweet and just boil it down to the point that that sugar is dissolved and then let that cool. And that's what you can use in an old fashioned. But people are telling you white sugar, brown sugar. Uh, raw sugar in the raw. Then they have like agave syrups, the maple syrups, and all these simple syrups. And again, just so many different variations of what you can do with this. It's crazy. Yeah. Did you make any with any agave syrups? I actually didn't see if you did. Uh, I believe that I did one with an agave syrup. I know I bought the agave syrup, so I'm assuming I would hopefully at least use it once. But the agave syrup was a little bit more, a little bit more sweet than that maple syrup. Actually, it's just that straight raw syrup and that that straight raw sugar more of a molasses flavor than the actual syrup flavor which was still good but again sometimes just one thing out of balance can really take it over the top 
Yeah, absolutely. I've never used it in old fashioned, so I'm going to have to try that. But I do have some agave syrup I used in. Uh, it was a cocktail somebody recommended on TikTok, and it was similar to a gold rush, but instead of honey syrup, it used agave syrup. And I think that was the only difference. And it, it was pretty enjoyable. But like you said, it's really sweet because it's just like sweetness. It's not like maple in sweetness like you get right. with maple syrup. Yep. All right. So I'm bragging about how good this old fashioned is. And one thing that I wanted to talk about is it's made with Buffalo Trace, which you know I'm a big fan of. Absolutely. But it can be hard for some folks to find. Depends on where you're at in the country. And so I'll give you a second. I don't mean to put you on the spot, but you are the bourbon guy. What would you use, let's say, similar price range to replace the Buffalo Trace and then maybe any price range to replace the Buffalo Trace that you think would make this better? So I've before I tried Buffalo Trace, my favorite to use in an old fashioned was a Wild Turkey 101. I think that's probably a little bit more on the spicy side than the sweet side compared to a Buffalo Trace. So it's kind of hard to stay in that price range, but I think that like maybe a Russell's Reserve 10, which is probably a little bit more expensive than the Buffalo Trace, gives you a little bit more of that sweetness compared to the 101 proof on the Wild Turkey 101. And then one of my favorites to use, I've started to work with that, uh, with the sweetness of that maple syrup and then using a rye as well rather than an actual bourbon. So we have what's called Dad's Hat Rye, Dad's Hat's Rye here in Pennsylvania, which is a Pennsylvania rye. And Pennsylvania was actually known for rye way back in the day. It kind of Kentucky took over the bourbon world. Pennsylvania used to have the rye world. So they make really good ryes here in Pennsylvania still. So Dad's Hat Rye is a really good whiskey to use in an old fashioned to, again, kind of balance out that sweetness with that spiciness. And then you still have Wild Turkey 101 Rye if you can't find Dad's Hat Rye. Okay, good to know. I actually have not heard of the Dad's Hat Rye. I might have to look for that. Do you know if it's available elsewhere or if it's just Pennsylvania? I believe it is available outside of Pennsylvania. I don't know exactly where it's it's located right now, but there are a few states outside of Pennsylvania that can get their hands on it. Okay, great. Yeah, Ohio has some screwy laws, so sometimes other states will have good stuff and Ohio won't. I think you guys get Penelope, right? We don't get any Penelope. We do, and you're missing out if you haven't had any yet because I can promise you I haven't had one yet that I haven't enjoyed. Is that right? That's good to yeah. hear. I'm going to have to get my hands on some. I think I'm going to have to travel and go get some. Pittsburgh's not too far from me. I actually just went there not long ago, so I'm going to have to head over and uh, get myself some of that Penelope then. You won't be disappointed. That's awesome, yeah. So um, you mentioned when you were talking about the old-fashioned that you like a sweet forward old-fashioned similar to what I do. And maybe this is a little bit too technical. I know this was just a TikTok series. I'm not trying to put you on the spot for being the old-fashioned master. But out of curiosity, people are probably going to listen to this. They're probably going to go watch those videos and see your rankings, see which ones you liked. What specifically do you look for in an old-fashioned? What do you like to get out of an old-fashioned, the experience of drinking one? So the one thing that this was missing, and again, I just kind of went off what people's recipes were, so I didn't want to add or subtract anything. But me personally, if I were to add to this particular recipe, just like you said, I would probably add some of those cherries. I think the cherry note in an old-fashioned is something that I really love. It's something that I love in whiskey. An Old Forester is one of my favorite bottles right now, and it's got that really good cherry bomb in it. So if you can not only add the cherry, but some of that Luxardo cherry juice as well to it, I think that really starts to emphasize past the whiskey flavors that we're always talking about and more towards that sweetness and those cherry notes and those more 
type of flavors that you're used to in your you know you everyday life flavors that really stand out in, a, in an old fashioned that I do enjoy. And then again, smoking it, I'm not the biggest guy when it comes to like smoky, oaky flavor in my whiskeys or even old fashions. But the aroma that you get, because I feel like it's more of an experience when you're drinking old fashioned rather than the actual drink. You can go to a hundred different bars and you'll try a hundred different old fashions. They'll never be the same. I think the smokiness really starts to give it the aroma, the appearance. You know, you're out there, it looks fancy, it looks beautiful. So it's one of those things that, again, you're out at a bar and it looks nice. So I enjoy something like that for the experience rather than just sipping the old fashioned itself. Yeah, I totally agree. And I think that might be something I've mentioned on the show before. I don't remember. Is that I I like going to a place and trying their old fashioned. And I feel like you can get a judge. It's it's rough, but you can get a judge for how seriously they take their the alcohol side of their restaurant or even sometimes kind of their their restaurant in general, their worksmanship. Because if somebody puts a lot of care into an old fashioned, it's one of those cocktails where you can tell. You can pretty much tell if they're actually caring or if they're just like let's you know throw in some simple syrup some whiskey let's throw something in that's going to be a little bit different that way they think we did something different and then it just doesn't taste very good at all the only place that i would avoid is wisconsin a lot of people commented from wisconsin and they add seven up or sprite i believe one either other to try and so a lot of people when you do a, a sugar cube they'll muddle it with either soda water or regular water well they use seven up or sprite and no hate on wisconsin if anybody here is listening from wisconsin it's just not for me when it comes to the old-fashioned recipe wow yeah that's pretty interesting i did not i've never heard of that that's I have not either until i until i started doing this this trend it makes did you do any that did that I did a few of them because people, you would do it. And then of course, somebody else from Wisconsin would say, oh, you did this part wrong. So you'd have to do it again. I did two or three to the point where I was just like, this isn't for me. If it's for you, I'm glad that it is. It's just not for me. Okay. Yeah. Too much. I mean, I imagine the lemon lime, that's a really different note to try to mesh with bakery, sweet and cherry. And correct. It, It just, something didn't mesh. And then it was almost too much of the bubbly and not enough of the whiskey. And just for me, it was not, it was not an enjoyable experience. Yeah, no, fair enough. I'm going to absolutely try that now, though, out of curiosity. So I'll see what I think about that and see if, if it meshes together at all or not. All right. Well, my old fashioned is gone. That was an excellent old fashioned. So kudos to you for that TikTok series. I really enjoyed that. You always have good, consistent content on TikTok. So everybody listen, as I mentioned, make sure you go check him out. It's at bourbon of the week, no spaces on TikTok. Instagram, what's your Instagram handle? Same thing across the board, at Bourbon of the Week, no spaces, Bourbon of the Week on YouTube as well. All right, perfect. That's what I thought. I like that consistency. I wasn't able to get the same handles on TikTok and on Instagram, so I got to work on that. But right. yeah, go check them out. Instagram, TikTok, YouTube. Great content, man. Keep it coming. I love this old fashioned. I appreciate you for introducing me to it. Um, is there anything else that you want to finish out? Maybe just plug your YouTube channel one more time. What can folks expect if they leave this podcast right now and they go look up Bourbon of the Week on YouTube? So the one thing that I think you and I have in, con- in, in 
common when it comes to our content is we like to appeal. I don't consider myself a pro by any means when it comes to drinking whiskey. When it comes to drinking whiskey, I give my personal opinions. None of it's facts. Again, what we're doing here, including yourself, is just giving our experience, where we started, where we've come from. So if you go back and you watch some of my older videos, you might see some things that aren't as consistent as they are right now because you start to change. You start to change your palate. You know that as well. You start to change what you like and what you don't like. Um, so the one thing that I like about your content is you really gear yourself towards the newer whiskey drinker, which three and a half, four years into this, I still consider myself a newer whiskey drinker. I don't know everything that there is to know. I learn as I go. So if people are out there and they're watching my content and either I say something that you might not agree with, or I say something that you don't think is true, just know that it's coming from my personal experience. And if you have anything to add to that, I'm always, I'm always open on Instagram or YouTube to talk to you about it. And I actually encourage people to reach out and give me a little bit more knowledge of what they experience as well. Absolutely, man. And I, I appreciate that about your content as well. You mentioned we, we have that similar thing where we both are open about the fact that we're biased to certain things. We're still learning certain things. And I think that gets lost sometimes in the like trying to be an influencer, quote unquote, realm where there are some folks who are really dog eat dog about the whole thing. And I much prefer to extend the olive branch than the hatchet. So absolutely. I'm right there with you. Yep, absolutely. All right, guys. Well, you heard it from him. You got to go check out his content. Um, Bourbon of the Week across the board on all of the social medias. Check out the Old Fashioned series. See which one you like. Try out this Old Fashioned. You heard the recipe of it earlier on the show. I'll mention it one more time at the end of the show for everybody who missed it. Try it out. Let me know what you guys think. Let him know what you think on Instagram and on TikTok and on YouTube. And that's all that we've got for this interview with Chris. Chris, thanks for coming on, man. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Hopefully you guys enjoyed this episode with Chris from Bourbon of the Week. For those who missed it, the old-fashioned recipe that I drank in this episode is two ounces of Buffalo Trace, a quarter ounce of maple syrup, two dashes of Angostura bitters, and one dash of black walnut bitters. Once again, if you're newer to whiskey and whiskey just is not sweet enough for you, try a few different old-fashioned recipes and see if that helps. Make them with different types of bourbon, different types of bitters. It can really help to expand your horizons with whiskey and see if there's a whiskey out there for you and help you to learn to properly taste the different notes that those whiskeys can have. And of course, make sure to check out Chris from Bourbon of the Week on YouTube. He's on YouTube, Instagram, and TikTok at Bourbon of the Week. That's all that I've got for this episode on what might be the best old-fashioned I've ever had. I will leave you with learn to drink, drink to learn. Thank you for listening to this episode of Whiskey Noobs. If you like the show, please make sure to leave a five-star rating or review to help grow the show and get the word out. You can also find more Whiskey Noobs content on Instagram at Whiskey underscore Noobs and on TikTok at Whiskey Noobs Podcast. If you want to drink right along with me, make sure to join the email list by sending an email to WhiskeyNoobsPodcast at gmail.com with a subject line saying email list. You will receive monthly emails with a list of the whiskeys that will be featured throughout the month so that you can buy them ahead of time and drink right along with the show. Once again, thanks for listening to this episode. The Whiskey Noobs podcast does not support underage or otherwise irresponsible consumption of alcohol.